Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of my podcast, The Highland League, then and now. I've got a slightly different slant on tonight's podcast. It's not a fit player. It is Colin Law, the present journal sports reporter. A wheel can't face running about the Highland League. I'm sure Abdi's listening to this all came, Colin Benu. Hello, Colin. How are you? I'm very well, Willie. And how's yourself? Thank you, very, thank you for having me on as well. You're fine, Colin. I'd just like to get a different slant on things. Try and look at it for angles and see if folks think and say about the Highland League. Aye, no, quite right, quite right. And I, I hope I'm able to offer you some something interesting compared to my usual nonsense. Tell them <laughs> you've always something interesting to say about them. Uh, we'll see about that. You might disagree by then. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, now, Colin, is it true you're a, you're, a, you're a farming stock? Is that right? Yep, from a farmer's loon. So that's uh, for the wilds of Aberdeenshire somewhere. So aye, that's just. That's that's me, aye. So you grew up a farmer, was you never thought to be a farmer yourself, look Colin? Eh, uh, at some point, maybe his uh, kind of been on the cards, but the last few years, I would say, definitely no. And to be honest, I think knew it prob- I probably when I happened, because I mean, I've, there's bits of it like when I help with various things that are enjoyable but then I see a lot of the kind of stresses and things that my dad his way at his wheel so I'm not really uh, sure if I'll en- end up I don't think now I'll end up going down that road to be honest which is, my, is maybe a shame but it's just why things work out. Was Covid a difficult time for farmers? Eh, uh, uh, no massively I don't think I mean because the, th- the thing is it's a we speak about key workers kind of NHS and others and farmers are kind of key workers and are really because I mean you still produce food and I mean the cattle still need f- checked and fed every day and the sheep and you still put crops in the ground can so I mean if it, it was mere for the likes of my dad I can it was mere isolated because the likes of the marts for example used to kind of go kind of for just kind of backlit new but go to the mart before covid and kind of it was a social outing as much as anything but new it's kind of well during covid it was can you were only gone there can you to book your spot and if you were actually needing to buy something and that and can abdi was obviously sitting spaced out and with masks but i mean in terms of the kind of day-to-day stuff it was kind of business as usual really Yes, for farmers, so. Right, Callum, for folk, maybe just you tell us a bit about yourself. Well, I ended, I'd joined Aberdeen Journal, started with the, the Evening Express uh, six years ago, just when I left school, actually. People might remember they, they did a like an apprentice campaign a, a few years ago. It was like encouraging businesses to take on apprentices. And as part of that, they, there was an apprenticeship in journalism, the Joe Watson Memorial Apprenticeship in Ferronaby Disney. Ken Joe Watson was uh, the P&J's late farming editor. He sadly passed away, I think it was 2013, but a few years ago. Now, and I applied for that when I was in sixth year at school and ended up getting it. And I started with the 
after I left school started and I was with the Evening Express for a, a start and did I had a stint on sport which that was the first kind of experience I had covering the Highland League enjoyed that then I had a sort of stint on news with the P&J and I was meant to go around a lot of other departments but then that was about a year after I'd started there was a vacancy came up on the sports desk of the Evening Express so I applied for that and ended up uh, getting that job so then I was with the Evening and again covered the, a fair bit of the Highland League obviously with the Evening it was more just sort of the Everdeenshire and Murray teams and nay so much dealings with the guys up north and then about it'll be coming up for three years ago the sports desks of the press and journal and the evening express merged so we're now all sort of one desk and then a while after that uh dave edwards who i'm sure on everybody that's listening to this will know dave he was the highland league's pre- uh the press and journal's highland league correspondent for a long time he re- retired and then well that was just sort of around the time that covid come on the go but since we've sort of come back for covid and that and last season with things kind of being mere back to normal i was uh sort of made the the pnj's highland league reporter so that's kind of my story up to this point i suppose really and you've never looked at back since <laughs> <laughs> no well not yet anyway <laughs> so as a young loon, was you a football player when you were young? Aye, I was. I just, I think, like, maester. Well, I can have my pals and kind of folk around about and brother and things, cousins, can you? Just, ah, uh, kicked a bar boot or whatever in the garden or at school or whatever. I mean, can dinner times not who's I out playing football and I played, I played, uh, like, boys club stuff in Alrain, which is like the village near far before I bide when I was young and then I ended up I was asked to go and play in for Martin's youths for a uh, actually when I sort of started the academy and I was at my coach actually again wheel Kent face Colin Grant it's the president of for Martin he was the co- coach of our team for the couple of years I was there but uh, it kind of got to a point for I wasn't really enjoying it as much and I didn't Maybe I was uh, scunned up too easily, but I didn't really see myself or think I was getting any better, if you can. I mean, really far as like, okay. I, was gu- I was guys, I was play- playing with Ken. You saw them getting better, and Ken had files you were sort of thinking, oh, I'm probably the weak link of the team, or whatever. So it was just with that kind of things, I, after a couple of years, I de- decided to stop. And after that, I just kind of kicked a boot in my pals, but I never really. Uh, did much kind of can also playing for any teams or anything like that. But did you support as a youngster, Colin? Fit in the, generally or in the Highland League. Oh, well, for dinner. <laughs> well, I, uh, I, 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 uh, uh, well, maybe for my sins, I suppose, but I'm, I'm an Everdeen supporter through and through. But uh, I mean, uh, that is for it is. Hopefully, we're improving a wee bit now. But kind uh, of get the worst. Eh? Well, after last season, the only thing it could have been worse really was uh, releg- relegation, I suppose. But hopefully, they're marking a few signings. Hopefully, things should be uh, improving a wee bit. And uh, in, ter- in terms of the Highland League, I mean, I used to kind of go and watch games 
noon again, and I suppose uh, until can DNS job, you're neutral and I wouldn't, although some people would tell me otherwise depending on their view, but I wouldn't say I favoured any team, but I used to when I was younger watch Huntley on a sort of reasonably regular basis just because my, my granddad bed in Huntley, so me and my brother used to sort of go with him for time to time and think, things like that, so it's probably into when I was like Younger, they were probably the Highland League team I saw the, the most of, really. Fair enough. And for all rain, I suppose Huntley being the nearest team on the way, was it? Ah, well, Huntley are locals. It's kind of... Well, locals would be closer to Farabide, I so, But okay. they're the kind of two closest. Right, you were still at the Brock last night watching the Premier League Cup. And I just read a quote today for Peter Grant. Can, I mean, he's playing for Celtic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He thinks it should be this Premier League Cup should be scrapped because there's too much uh, fixtures. Already, what's your thoughts on that? Well, I think it's a. I can see Furry's coming for, and I think it's a. It's a difficult one because I think that the problem I hear we a wee bit. And it's neat. I mean, for the, like, if you take the Highland League sides, and obviously we have two in this year, which is good, and Fraser Brand Bucky. And as much as they want to be competitive, it's kind of it's almost treated like kind like pre nay quite like pre-season friendlies. But like, if you speak to the managers or players involved, they say, "Oh, well, it's all about the league." And can we then I went to get on any injuries? And I mean, I was speaking to Graham Stewart for Bucky the day and. He made, they played Ross County last Saturday. He made four or five changes for Dunfermline in midweek, and he's going to make four or five changes again for the next game. So he's trying less than a risk of injury. And I just think, like, the problem with the number of games is it probably comes too early. You can, I mean, like, I think the idea on paper of having the four group games is perhaps quite good, but. It probably comes too early. And I mean, even if you look in the Scottish League, it likes a Peterhead, and there's a few other teams in our maybe who've struggled to get players in or things like that, and struggling to put a team together. Because a lot of these clubs, as well, you're depending on depending on maybe getting loan players in for Premiership teams and or Championship teams, and it's often kind of August towards the end of the transfer window before you get them. So, I th- like, I think, like, I actually personally quite like the League Cup but I can kind of see why folk might speak about alternate back because it's a lot of games maybe early on that's can almost crammed in and teams kind of give their best because again even you can as well with Fraserburgh players like we're being involved in the, the playoff of Bonnie Rig. I think they only had about four or five weeks off before pre-season starts again and can it's for boys trying to fit in holidays or whatever else it's kind of Dif- difficult to try and fit it on. Aye, it's not easy. But uh, as you say, it's some folk look at it as great, and as other teams look at it as, as you said, too much fixtures. But it is what it is, and we'll just have to work a while with as it is. Mm-hmm. So let's take you back in time again. Who was the first match, Highland League match, ever covered? Can you mind? The first Highland League match I covered, mm-hmm. well, it, the first match I ever covered, funnily enough, was at Bells Lee. It was this pre-season 2016 and it was Willie West's testimonial against Carly Thistle okay. and finished in a three each draw and the, re- 
I mean, I might I mind it on her, but the reason it sticks out in I was because Carly Thistle, who were a premiership team at the time, they come down for Inverness and forgot to take their kit with them, so they played the broch wearing the broch's away strip, uh-huh. which was kind of quite funny. And I seem to mind, neither that Willie will uh, like me remembering, but I seem to mind he, he got subbed off with about five minutes to go, got his ovation, then Fraserburgh got a penalty, so and it was three each, and he, so he got subbed back on on Ken Takas' penalty in his testimonial day, and I seem to mind that he missed missed it, so that was kind of <laughs> a, a bit unfortunate. So that, that's probably the two reasons it st- it sticks in my uh, in my memory. In terms of the first actual league game I covered, uh, I think it was maybe can be sure, but I have a feeling it was maybe the start of that 16-17 season for Martin against Wick at North Lodge. That would have been the first or second weekend of that season. I'm sure Wick, Wick when they did, well, I think they'd finished third or fourth each season before and Gordon Conley was a the manager. They would come down to for Martin and, and won 3-0. I think that would have been my first league game that I covered. Good result for Wick beating for Martin 3-0. Eh? Ah, it was, it was. So, Bisson again, Callum, if it's a normal match day, look for you. How does your day pan out if you're doing a match? Well, if I'm doing a match new with a. With how we. Well, we've obviously sort of. And I will be coming back again. We do Highland League Weekly, the PNG websites, a show with highlights of a game and that, and uh, so with the video element as well. But my normal sort of Saturday. Uh, depend, I mean, I usually like to get. I, I mean, I pick the game I go till I pick the game, so it's usually kind of with me being the, I suppose, the Highland League reporter, kind of the game of the day. So if you, forever game I'm gone till if it's at Inverurie or if it's at Wick or forever it is, I generally like to be there kind of about quarter to two, two o'clock, get there and kind of good time and go in and just hear news with five hours there or that kind of just. You can feel like it is in the Highland League, as I thought, can lots of chatter and it's yeah, you've made welcome wherever you go. So get there in decent time and then uh, get team sheets and forever check that the cameraman's are set up and happy and got his team sheet or forever. And then once the uh, March starts, just watch a March. Or now we usually do like a, a report for the website which goes up uh, at full time so you're kind of writing during the game and then the report come full time the reports ready to go you publish that and then afterwards uh, hang a boot and get two man speak to the two managers for stuff for the Monday and obviously we video that for our highlights and we speak to any players I might want for stuff for Monday or for during the week or forever and then after you've done that, usually it's Runa Book kind of uh, half past five kind of time, sometimes earlier, sometimes later, depend, depending on if there's been a lock in or if after a defeat. But, uh, oh, right, okay. <laughs> but but uh, that, that's just part of the job. And then after that, usually just go hammer or and write up my stuff for Monday, obviously, with kind of match action in there and quotes or just forever, just to kind of standard, really. And obviously, can before I'm based if you're going to Wick or Broda it can it can be a lot longer day than if I'm going to 
uh, in Inveruri, for example, which is 10, min- 10 minutes for my house. So, that if you're work, it's a guts of four hours. So, it just aye, it's a little bit, bit for him. aye, but oh, God, so part of the, the joys, and it's good to go right, good, good to go around all the, the grunts, can and uh, see all the different folk and see all the teams. As you say, there's plenty of folk to, to meet for a news and a chatter. Aye, that's one of the Highland League. That's to me, I think, really, that's the best. I mean, the standard of football and the entertainment, and I think if you're paying to get in the value for money in terms of, there's never a dull game in my opinion, Highland League, great, but the best thing I would say about the Highland League is the hospitality and the friendliness and the way you get treated because wherever you go certainly I've always found in my role you're made to feel very welcome and Abdi's very helpful and Ken, there's never I've never had uh, any major issues really went with any anybody to, th- to think of. I mean, one or two can we disagreements about things, but you get up with on a thing. But can it's a generally it's a it's can wherever you go, it's always an enjoyable afternoon and it's good to go. That's just what it should be. Now, doing your after match interviews, is that any of them going really badly wrong? Oh. Now you're asking. I like putting in a spot, is it? Uh, oh, uh, I'm trying to think of it. And me, I wouldn't say so, so much getting, ba- getting badly wrong. I've had, I mean, sometimes you've had folk and they can, for one reason or another, and they went to speak to you and you end up getting somebody else. I mean, I wouldn't say it went wrong, but one thing we had, which was quite funny last season, we was doing a. We was doing uh we did a league cup game it was wick against Broder up at harmsworth and we was in the middle of interviewing craig campbell after the game and uh on the camera as well and the floodlights were i on so light camera on goes oh the light's fine we'll just crack on i think craig had a party or some news he, he was needing a wash sharpish anyway so <laughs> right in the right in the middle of the interview and the flood and whatever it was just put the floodlights out so it was <laughs> pitch black so to do the last couple of questions again but that was in terms of i'm trying to think is on uh nay really to be i kind of i'm I'm trying to think. I must have been something, but off the top of my head, I can't think on anything that's gone uh, half a badly wrong, really. But uh, you never <laughs> can. Before we finish, someone might pop into my head. I might come back to you that in, but nothing. It's easy too... for something wrong, don't it? If it's that. It's easy for something wrong. Ah, well, it, it can happen, like it can happen. <laughs> Should they boot, have you ever heard on me tongue tied? It just kind of mind, I think, the deal that you're not have you? Uh, I've had a, I've had a few of that. I mean, there's some uh, some interviews I've had. Even, I'm not sure if it was a mixture of tongue tied or just uh, really disappointed. But I'd won. Well, it was last season as well. Shadab, Iftikhar, it was at Fort William. We did a did a game. They had up at Lossy and they got beat three one. And after the game, I just he. Just for whatever reason, he come out and he said, "Oh yeah, I'll speak to you." And he um, <laughs> and he spoke, and every question didn't matter if it question asked. I just sort of got a what one sentence response saying, "Oh, it was it was disappointing today, but we'll bounce back." And I must have asked ten, maybe twelve questions, Ken. But eventually, I was just sort of like, oh, "I'll just, <laughs> I'll we'll just leave it there," because it just 
I didn't, it wasn't in the right frame of mind or fit to uh, <laughs> to, re, to really uh, say too much more than what he said. So that was a that was a boot it or not. There's probably be, probably been a few others as well. I've seen um, on a few couple of occasions. I mean, Chris Hunter uh, a few times when he was at Fair Martin after sort of disappointing defeats. So I said he would would come out and say, "Oh, I, I'd just kind of ra- rather not speak," you know. So then Mike Cormack or Jerry O'Driscoll or whoever was with him would come and do it instead. So you so, you sometimes get that as well, where managers maybe can just in the heat of the moment or if I would rather sort of cool down a bit so that's that's understandable as well just part and parcel eh? right. here's a thought Ray Callum did we ever interview referees after games well I would love to interview referees after a game sometimes it could be extremely informative but unfortunately uh the referees are actually told, I believe, nay to interact with the the media at all. It's kind of part of the thing of be, kind of being a referee is after games, dinner, speak to them. Because not even sometimes actually as well, not even so much looking for a a formal interview, really, but just like when you see them coming out if you're hanging about, just to ask them, can nay to quote them or anything, but just so you can yourself or fit so fit your writings like correct to uh just clarify something with them but i've had a i've had a couple to be fair and i want to name them in case i've got oh, no. I've, had a, I've had a couple to be fair that i've seen after games who've said if i've asked them about something i've sort of explained their decision or whatever and be good and i've also had a couple who have said look i i can't say anything about that so it's kind of one of them i mean that they, they, their instruction i believe is need to sort of can uh, speak to the, the media, so that's, I mean, if that's fit their tell, then that's fair enough, but I mean, I know, I've kind of come to know a few of the refs as well, the likes of uh, Duncan Nicholson and uh, Dan McFarlane and a couple of those, sort of, a couple of the guys that I've kind of seen regularly going about the Highland League, and I mean, they're good, kind good guys as well, and even if they can't tell you anything, they're, they're never, uh, they're always happy enough to say, can I, I, or whatever, or, yeah, stop for a wee chat about something. Uh, I sometimes wonder if a ref's could say, well, this is the reason I give that decision, but then they're probably opening themselves up to mere criticism if they did it, probably. Ah, uh, well, that, that's the, I suppose that's the thing, and, it, and t- the thing is, until it was tried, we would never know, but I, like you, I was going to think sometimes, in some cases, even, even if players or managers or supporters disagreed with their decision, in some cases, I think if a referee was able to come out and say, well, here's why I give it and that, I think even if you disagreed with it, you might, you know, respect or understand why they'd made the decision. You know what I mean? If if they, if they you had that explanation. Uh, yeah, I've often thought for a long time that if your ref could explain after a game, it would make, as you just said, understand or can the reason why he did it. It might help for future games. But hey, we'll just see what happens. Mm-hmm. Oh, you never know, it might happen, yeah. <laughs> so, I often speak to a lot of folks about the Highland League, and I've been saying, if it wanted to be they watch real football, if it be mean by real football, well, the Premier League, Rangers, Celtics, to me, the Highland League's the best league on the go. What's your thoughts on it? Well, I would I would have to agree with you, really. I just think, in terms of the, the Highland League, is a, compl- is a complete package. I think it's very hard 
to argue that there's many leagues in the go that's better in terms of the like if we speak about the the quality on the park first of all i mean on a on a given saturday you could pick a high on any of the nine games in the card and you could go to it and it wouldn't be a dull game i don't think i mean i watched something like 60 odd games last season uh and all uh, and of uh, them through my work and all uh, of them involving highland league teams and I couldn't say that uh, any of them were dull. And I didn't think, off the top of my head, I didn't think I caught, there was a single nil-nil in any of them. So yeah, a re- kind of reasonable game. And I think good value for money when the entrance is £8 or £10 or whatever. And it's nay. Yeah, for that price, I think yeah, I see a decent game. You Forever you go, Ken, there's never any issues or anything kind of on any ground support if you're gone as a supporter can access is good your eyes can there's no name would be some of the trouble you maybe get can higher up the levels and things like that and i just can i just think what when you take into consideration all that it's and also if you look at like the table last season for example and such a thrilling race at the top of the league right to the last day and think can you see the the standard that was set there? I just think that shows you what a good league the Highland League is. Just exactly. <clears throat> and you mentioned the fans mingling there. And I have never seen much in the way of trouble. Fans just mixing, just like a bit of band, and they're laughing the way each other up. That's what's about, isn't it? Aye, this is it. This is it. And I mean, some of the can, some of the kind of shouts back and forth and things. It's depending on fans playing and that. It's kind of it's. In good spirit, and it's kind of Ken's pantomime stuff. Really, it's it's entertaining. That's a, that's another thing that job I enjoy is sometimes some of the shout, some of the shouts you get. They're quite uh, they're quite humorous, shall we say? Have you heard a Peter Heat shout at the block, Callum? Uh, oh, I'm sure I probably have over the years. Eh? When you came with that in Jabut, aye. <laughs> aye, aye. If, if ever a team has a really bad shot or a blatant mess, aye. Peter, he, he, and that's been ongoing for donkey's years at Everlock. <laughs> aye, aye. Now, we have got Bunks and E coming up this year into the league replacing Fort William. How do you think they'll fare? I think they'll be very competitive and probably up towards the the top end i would have to say at the, the moment i mean they've shown obviously an uh, aberdeenshire cup and shield over the recent years how good they are in the scottish cup as well with the kind of sides of beating and obviously last year last season they won both aberdeenshire competition so i mean that kind of would say to me that they'll be very good and i mean you look Look at the signings they've made as well. Like, uh, likes a Neil Gold, proven goal scorer. Can he's maybe neither the end of his career in the start, but a proven uh, goal scorer in the Highland League. Paul Lawson, a guy with a huge amount of experience, and Kyle Willocks and at left back, and another guy well good Highland League experience at Devon Vale. So those sort of signings would suggest that they're sort of priming themselves to. Have a right go at it. Whether, I mean, if you whether they can get up amongst last season's top four, I'm nay a hundred percent sure. I mean, right now, 
last season's top four are Fraserburgh, Bucky, Brechin and Brora. I think most people would probably expect them to maybe be the, to be the top four again. But then I think beyond that, Banks, Adi, Rothis, Martin, and Inveruri probably all will think they can break into it. So it should be... Um, it should be good, but to answer, actually answer your question, uh, I think Banks are deep, kind of the and they come, they're certainly they coming in to to make up the numbers anyway. I'm just wondering for a plastic pitch, will be a leveler for them. Will that give them an advantage? Do you think? I think it's definitely a help for them because I mean the, the, it's quite a tight park as well, and they the play it so well. I mean you've seen the number of teams that have been defeated at Spain Park. I mean, even like the last season, East Fife, if I, was, if I was in League One, were beaten there in the Scottish Cup. Ken. So that, I think it's definitely a help to them. The other thing as well, over the course of a season, which could be an advantage to them is, with a plat with AstroTurf pitch, unless it comes a really, really hard frost, you're not going to have any games postponed or you shouldn't have at home. So du during the winter months, they might get a bit of an advantage in that they're able to get home games on and play games on a Saturday as normal, whereas other teams might have postponements and then have kind of a lot of Wednesday night fixtures to play, which obviously can tuck its toe. Certainly does. Now, Banks have used replaced Fort William. Has Fort William been hard done by or they created their own downfall, do you think? Personally, I was sad to Ken, I don't think you would find anybody who was happy with outcome, but I do, personally, as a neutral, I don't think they were hard done by, because the bot. If we go back to the very start of how it all kind of unravelled last season, with not playing games at Clagan Park, the pitch was nowhere near ready for the start of the season. And they didn't tell anybody, and it was the week before Fraserburgh were going down there on the second Saturday of the season that some uh, member of the public informed the Highland League, and the Highland League then had to go and look. So I mean that was a that was a, a bad start, and to not say anything can probably made it worse because as an example I could give Wick Academy last summer did a lot of drainage work at Harmsworth Park and they weren't, Wick weren't, they thought they would be ready but they weren't 100% sure they would be ready to play at home on the first Saturday of the season or the first couple of Saturdays. So they asked the Highland League could their first two games of last season be away from home so that they could ensure that Harmsworth Park would be can definitely be playable and ready after their after their work had done. So if Fort William had been in that sort of situation and had said before, I think it, it would have been received a lot better. But to not tell anybody, I think they would admit what hindsight was a mistake. And then we come to the they obviously agreed. They agreed in, a, in the meeting, they weren't forced, they agreed to play all their games away from home, which was always going to be a massive handicap to them. There's no, there's no question of that. But I, th I think well, part of the problem with that then was the, their chairman changed and who was, you know, who was running the club sort of changed and John Trew, who's sort of running it now, he hadn't been as involved 
at the start of the season as uh, when all this was going on and then he came in and I think he sort of thought well if I just put it to the league well can we start playing games at Clagan Park again they'll just say yes whereas the league said no and I think that was where the root of all the problems came from I mean in terms of on the pitch and the, obviously the, the sort of fankle they hit at the end with pulling out of the playoff because really they d- didn't have enough eligible players that was unfortunate again but ultimately they didn't should have if to Carty's credit I thought he signed some good players in January the boy Eve Sama that played up front and uh, the wee winger Adam Morris who went to Huntley recently actually they were a couple of and there was a couple others as well that I thought were can showed they were at the standard and they were good Highland League players but they didn't have enough didn't have enough depth enough bodies to get them through and then they would come to that unfortunate situation with the playoff and the subsequent sort of tribunal but my privately my feeling was always before it even happened my feeling was always that they would be unsuccessful with the tribunal and unfortunately for them that was the case but it was a it was a sad end to their time in the league and it's you know just the way the season went it was, it was a shame but I don't as much as I was sad to see that, so I don't think you'd like to see any club sort of have the hurdles that they had, but I don't think they were hard done by, to be honest with you. Well, I would tend to agree with you, Colin. I think Fort Williams, everybody's fairy tale of a club, they love to see them doing well, but they just never happened for mm-hmm. reasons you've just said. No, I do think as well, like we've known for long enough about can the problem they've maybe had with getting local players or keeping them because Shinty's obviously very big in that part of the world and they're in a situation now where with the route they've gone down they don't really have many local guys again and I would think like going forward hopefully they might in the North Cali League they might be able to sort of get a better blend and maybe guys that they're taking in from elsewhere and the locals and sort of build, you know, build a, a team and a squad that would be kind capable of winning the North Cali League and trying to come back come back into the Highland League. But how how long that might take and if they can do it, I'm I'm not sure. But I, I hope for their sake they can. Ah, uh, me and Abel just say watch this space. Ah, eh? uh, what's that? So at the other end of the league, <clears throat> Callum, we've got the pyramids. What's your thought on the pyramid system? Is it a good system? Do you think? Eh. Uh, I mean, it's good that it's o- it's opened up. I mean, I mean, I think it had to, it obviously had to happen. On the one hand, some people have made the point to me, and at times myself, I've kind of had that view that uh, the pyramid will maybe lead to the Highland League losing maybe some of its kind of unique nature, just because maybe with t- different teams coming in from maybe further south or whatever, it would lose part of the geography, but I mean, that's again, once you open the pyramid up, that's always going to happen, but I think for progress, really, it, it had to happen, and the only tweak you could have with it potentially would be Club 42 going, you know, if they fi- you finish bottom, you're straight down, and then it just being a straight playoff between the Highland League and Lowland League winners, but 
I mean, it's one of those things where the way it was set up with the SPFL clubs having to vote for it, Club 42 going straight downs, a wee bit like turkeys voting for Christmas kids, and it wasn't going to happen. So that's just the way it is. But I think its benefits been shown as well, because if you look at Cove three years ago, they were, well, three years ago, they earned promotion. And I mean, look at where they are now. And I mean, everyone, the last couple of seasons in the Highland League, I think everyone knew that with what they'd built and how dominant they were, that they could go up and really be a force. And we've seen that in Kelty Hearts as well, what went up and they won League Two last season. And I do think Bonnie Rig Rose will be very competitive as well in, in League Two. I would say they were. They were a decent side. And we can just wish them the best and see how they get on. Mm-hmm. So you said you seen there would have been 60 games last season. Any games sticking your mind was really good. Oh, well, well. Funnily enough, the the one game that uh, the one game that a lot of people would probably describe as the game of the season, uh, and certainly people of your persuasion would as well, at Glebe Park on the hink the third or fourth of January, breaking against Fraser Brother Five Three game. I actually, I actually missed it because I had COVID at the time. I was like isolating, so I missed that in, but. A four uh, off the top of my head, I saw for Martin just just a four Christmas, I think it was for Martin drew four four with Brora at North Lodge, and that was one of the craziest games I think I saw. It was just kind of, for Martin looked like they'd won. Brora come back, and it was just end to end all action, just for ninety minutes non-stop. Really, it was a terrific game. Uh, early in the season, Fraserburgh beating Bro- Brora 6-2. I mean, I wouldn't say it was the best game I saw, but in terms of sort of shock, kind of shock really, it was just the kind of Brora for being 2-0 up and that, and obviously the champions and a very good side. The way they, it kind of unraveled for them that day, you couldn't have seen coming. Uh, I'm trying to think of it was on else. I saw Bucky... Bucky against uh, Inverurie in, I think it was February at Harlow Park and Bucky ended up running out 5-1 winners and what really uh, probably made that game uh, stand out more than anything was Andy McCaskill's performance that day because it was just, to be honest, we had a virtuoso display. I think he scored two and set up two and he just was kind of head, head and shoulders above everyone else in the park that day. So those are a few that probably probably stick out for you, Willie. Uh, every Saturday, there's always, you look at the fixtures, there's always games you think, well, that'd be a cracker, that'd be a cracker. But if ah. you're involved with a club like I am with the Brock, we never get to see other games. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I was over to Fun Martin last year, and other times I've watched the Highland League, I've only seen four games involving the Brock. Aye, that's, that's the th- thing. I suppose I, I'm maybe fortunate that I can of can I get to go around and sort of see see uh, can see everyone can of time to time. But I suppose for for your like for that when you're involved with Fraserburgh, you're only getting to uh, you only sort of see other teams when they're obviously playing Fraserburgh. Aye, and half the time you're never interested in other team they're playing against. You. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I saw for Martin against Wick at day uh, for Martin. For Martin, it was one of those. It was a howling gale, 
and the five goals were scored against the wind. <laughs> that. It's a, it's one of those it's one of those quirks with the wind because everyone always uh, can oh you you want to play with you went to play with the wind and this and that and especially our second half we'll play with the wind and put uh, put the opposition under pressure but I think sometimes when you play against the wind especially if it's strong it actually encourages the team that's playing into it to play a bit more fit and can get a bad out and you've kind of pass it through the thirds a wee bit more because can you kind of really can launch it up to the striker or into the channel or whatever because it comes back at you more if you can put me. Uh, just exactly and that's what happened that day. Uh, there were all good goals with playing the fit power the bottom of the deck. So for all that game you've seen last year, give me two or three goals at six in your memory for last season. Oh well two two stick stick out a mile right away. Kyle McLeod for Bucky against Rothis, an overheat kick with about a minute to go. It was a Wednesday night game and it was right in the midst of the title race. Fraserbra was up at Brora and it was, it was a real blockbuster night. Fraserbra was up at Brora Wednesday night, Bucky was at home at Rothis and you guys beat Brora, well you were beating Brora 2-0 and Bucky and well, Rothis had taken a lead against Bucky, Bucky equalised, Kyle McLeod with his first touch actually come on and equalised and they were absolutely pummeling Rothis in the last 20 minutes because Kent and Brock were winning, didn't went far further behind and they got a penalty and Sam Uckert took it and it was saved by Sean McCarthy and they're piling nothing forward and then Kyle McLeod scored this for the edge of the box, scored this overheat kick and it was just Ken, it was a what, and he said himself afterwards. It was a one in a million goal. He could have Ken, he could have tried it again, a million times, and they managed. It was just a superb goal. Another one that would stick out in my head was, uh, it was one of the stormy weekends when I was only a couple of games on. Lossy mouth against, and you'd probably been here up there actually. Lossy mouth against Fraser at Grant Park. And Fraser was 2 0 up at the time. There was a, a bar. Bar went in behind the Brock defence, and Paul Leese came out, out of his box and he did it out. And it dropped to Ryan Facher. He must have been about 40 yards for goal. And he took it first time on the volley, side fit, looped it right up in the air. And Paul was backtracking either way to try and get back. And it just dropped into the net perfectly I thought he could get back it was again just a superb finish they would be the the two probably more than on either that uh that stuck out oh man that goal fine Callum I give a boy a round of applause when he scored that that was a fantastic goal, just and instinct. It just was, and I just te- instinct, technique, and I get like Kyle McLeod's. He could probably try it a hundred more times and and name manage, but to do can to do it fun, it mattered like that. Great, because again as well, like it would have been easy for him to take a touch, Ken, and chance would have been gone, but he just went for it and right in, tremendous goal. Well, we came to save it. Then I buy a raffle. He kind of won a prize. And- I've never seen it on your website, what a goalie score, it was a beauty. Aye. <clears throat> uh, we got to speak about the, end, the tail end of last season, and obviously I was happy to Brock won a league, but without being on a, I, I don't mean this detrimental or cheeky, only a shape or form, but Bucky, you hit feel so sorry for Bucky, the run they put together was absolutely amazing, and still never won a league. I never well, seen that in any other league, have you? No, it's it's hard, it's hard to think in only a 
hard to think on any and adjectiving it's found him hard to think on any occasion certainly in recent times for a team has put together a run like that and ended up with nothing I mean it's like Ken Fraser <coughs> it was, I think it was 92 points deserved to Ken if you get a mate you deserve to win the league but Bucky as you say well it like if Onibdi was deserving of winning the league but didn't manage to win it Ken it was it was Bucky because you you couldn't you couldn't fault him like that. The last the one in a row new league twenty five games in the Highland League. They won twenty four and they drew once, which was against Wick at home. Can they only drop two points in that that hell run? Amazing and can I, I, I mean. It's like even speaking to folk for Bucky after the end of the season and Graham Stewart and that, he was sort of saying, well, he's, he, can, he said, what can you say, really? He's just, can they took it right to the last day. They, they forced the Broch to get something against Forrest in the last day. They couldn't really have done on him there. And that. I mean, along the line, that run as well. You look at the teams they beat. Like, they beat, they beat Fraserburgh 3-1 at Bellsley. And, I mean, they were absolutely terrific that night. And deserved to win. Oh, they, absolutely! The beat Brora five nil. The beat Rothis. The can the beat Ab. The beat Ab. Abdi was put in front of them, and it still wasn't enough. I do think the one slight regret Bucky would have last season, nay in the league, but their chances at silver were really, which maybe got away for them, was the league cup final against Brora. The first sort of half an hour, first half of that game, they didn't. Play, Brora played very well and Bucky didn't quite play at the level that we were used to seeing for them and they were 2-0 doing at half time and they couldn't, they got a goal back and it was a grandstand finish but they couldn't quite come back and I think that would be the only kind of disappointment really they could have had with last season okay, of course they wanted to win the league but I don't think, as stupid as it might sound, I don't think they could be too disappointed in the league because there wasn't really anything more they could have done Aye, well, I hope I'm not coming across as being smarmy, but I really did, genuinely did feel a bit of sympathy for him. Mm-hmm. For a fantastic run and just, I mean, I would have been gutted if it brought 125 games and didn't win the league. Aye. It's all to play for this year, again. Oh, aye. Oh, aye. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how it pans out this year, that's for sure. So, you guys can tell the matches. You put your report. So, for folk that want to read your reports and see your videos, for the game till Callum see your reports. Well, to read the reports and read just on a general Highland League news reports, previews, signings, and just on a Highland League news attack, you can obviously get it in your in your paper if you buy the Press and Journal and or the Evening Express. But in terms of online and things, if you go online to the Press and Journal website and subscribe. You can get all the Highland League news there. It's all there on the Highland League page. And I believe subscription at time of recording for your first month for your first month subscription, it's only a pound. And then after that, it goes up to six pound a month after your first month. But I would say, to be fair, that's pretty good value for money really in in terms of our our the hell month the amount of content you can get access to for that is quite a, for some people it may prefer a paper and this and that and i like a paper i would say I, i'm a paper person myself me an online but 
If you subscribe online, you can get absolutely everything that's in your paper and more because what we did last season and it's coming back again, hopefully should be bigger and better as well this season. Highland League Weekly, which was a show, goes out goes out on the website 7 o'clock on a Monday night and it's a show match highlights um match highlights are a selected game and I mean we go Rune Ali everyone's everyone's a main game at least once we go Rune Abdi and obviously last season towards the end we had a lot of really thrilling games to show but match highlights features on uh, different clubs or people or whatever's happening I mean examples of them we had last season we had a, a couple of really good ones that stuck out Scott Whelan that plays for Turriff he spoke to us about uh getting a, a kidney transplant which was you know quite in it and then being back playing fit that was quite an amazing story and we also had a really good day in the Scottish Cup myself and Gregor when they were playing Stenhouse we in the Scottish Cup with the uh for leaving Christie Park at uh, eight o'clock into the game and uh our thing and oh unfortunately they didn't result but it was kind to to show people fit sort of goes into Another thing we have on Highland League Weekly with D sort of on a regular Monday was hey, a bit of analysis of the weekend's results. So that's a 40 minute show. And if you subscribe online to the PJ, you can watch that. So you can watch highlights and features analysis, and that'll be back in a couple of weeks' time once the season starts. Cool. No, I've watched your programs, Colin. And for all me, it doesn't seem them, they should subscribe because it's an absolutely cracking. Uh, up-to-date view of the Highland League. So if you're not subscribed, guys, get subscribing and get watching Highland League. You agree with that? You couldn't have put it better myself, will you? <laughs> right, Callum, that's a 10 out of your Juma for that plug, OK? <laughs> <laughs> Checks in the post. Good lad. So I want to fit my Callum. We met up in Inverness at the Kings Mill Hotel at the uh, Highland League Awards dinner. Was that a working night for you, or was it an act off a chance to relax? Well, it was actually a bit of both. It was a working night because we obviously, Kerry, we was waiting to ken the winners, and we did with a bit in the line and the follow. Uh, the winners got obviously Fraser Brower, the big winner. Scott Barber was player and the year Mark Kelly manager and something that some people probably thought might may happen the Brock also won the fair fair play award so uh <laughs> so uh they, they are all, but so obviously <laughs> well uh, name my words but uh, so one or two folk did say to me oh, it's been it must have been a while since they won the, won the fair play award because files known to a few games to be a bit tight but uh but um no so with that i was what i was working obviously the award then i can the awards are sort of handed out at like at the start of the evening so the evening i had my laptop speaking to the winners and that and i wrote up a, a piece for the paper and for all the winners and then that was filed probably about half past eight that sort of time and then after that Bathing sorted, can show up off the laptop and enjoy my supper and enjoy a, a beer or two and a, a bit of crack, Wabdi. So it was, a, it was a mixture of both, actually. Mm -hmm. 
again, and just another uh, part of the Hyder League. Good night, suit like that, and meeting up be you saying, hey, I'll be a rain about a laugh and just enjoying yourself. Aye, oh, it was a good well, it was the first time actually I'd been to the uh, well, it was the first one for a few years, but the first time I'd been to the awards dinner, and it's a, a really an enjoyable night, so. And Kenny Clark had some cracking stories for us, eh? <laughs> I was, oh, he was a good, he was good. I wasn't sure, uh, Ken, I'd never seen him, of course. I wasn't sure what to expect, but no, he was, he was very good, I have to say, as a speaker. And a little bit of details that you lads were gay latching getting your bed in the morning. Uh, I we were that night actually because I mean well we was at the awards till about one o'clock and then my PNJ colleague Andy Skinner's based in Inverness and uh, we went and met up with him and had a few pints so it was a uh, it was a couple of hours later before I was uh, in my bed so we, we had a we had a fair evening put it like that. Imagine roller next year's United. <laughs> Aye, quite right. Right, it sounds like a PJ and the Highland League just a match made in heaven. This sounds good. Uh, well, I, th- I think the thing it's always le- lended itself to the kind of relationship, Willie, is that the geographical makeup of the Highland League is always kind of just about perfectly fitted the G can for the P and J itself to kind of our geographical area. So really I think that's probably where it comes from for a start. And obviously in the past the uh when we'd like when we did the highlights in the past uh, the P and J sponsored the league and think and things like that. So I think there's always kinda of been uh you know, a good working relationship there, certainly. Long mate last, eh? Well, let's hope so. <laughs> right, Callum, we've got a bit of the podcast that nobody seems to like. For watching out your 60 games last season, I mean, you pick your best 11 players you've seen, plus a four or five subs, and see if you can a teammate come up with. Well, can I, can I give you, before I start, can I give you seven subs? Is that yeah. uh, the. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Day squad. Well, that's because I had to team uh, at the end of last season as my team of the season, and I took plenty of pelters for it. And I could, uh, I can. Abdi's got different opinions, so that's uh, fine. But I've stuck. I thought it would be off a two-faced him if I then went and picked a different team for this. So I've, I've stuck with that team uh, that I picked at the end of last season. So I'll just run through it the new but uh right, before you go- start Callum sorry for game you gone till on Saturday. Uh this Saturday mm-hmm. Bucky against Alwa. That would you probably get some mere pelters if you name your team. I would I would expect so I would expect so <laughs> if I if they haven't a game already I'll get it I'll get it again. But uh, no worries. Right, just shoot find your goalie. In goal, I had Sean McCarr I've got Sean McCarthy Ferothis and this was probably so we can was probably the most controversial selection because I had an awful lot of folk say to me, and I could see why that Kevin Main should have been my goalie. And mm-hmm. Kevin, terrific goalie, and he had a good season as well. And I could have picked him, but every, Sean McCarthy, Rothis had a very good defensive record as well last season. And every time I saw Sean McCarthy, he never put a foot wrong. And speaking to folk as well across the league, I don't think. There was a single goal that Rothis conceded last season where you could have really pinned on a blame on Sean McCarthy. So I just thought 
he had a terrific season and ironically the game it probably went a long way towards him getting in was when I saw him against Bucky because he was just a, even though they ended up losing 2-1 he was just absolutely exceptional that night but Sean Sean was a goalie I picked Kevin Main is on my bench and Kevin hard, could have been in very close to hard done by and I've teen plenty of stick for that for the Bucky supporters and the other ones I was going to mention quickly uh, Paul Leesk excellent season of Fraserburgh Joe Marlin although he had a wee injury you always know what you're getting for Joe at Brora <laughs> very good a couple of the younger ones Martin McKinnon at Clark and Logan Ross it was on loan at Lossie Mouthfield Ross County I thought they both had very good seasons as well and I do think goalie is probably the hardest position to pick because obviously you've only really got one can you've got four defenders Ken, you've got more options with defenders, midfielders, strikers, but you can only pick one goalie. Okay, so Mr. McCarthy, it is right. Your defenders. My defenders, right back, Jamie Bain for Brechin, centre backs, Brian Hay for Fraserburgh, Jack Murray for Bucky, and left back was Ryan Cowie for Fraserburgh. Okay. All right. So, okay. Fit the fit with the attributes you put them in for. Well. Jamie Bain, I just thought, just a model of consistency for breaking. He was a can, so and as you would probably expect for a player that's kind of spent most of his career playing in sort of League One in that higher level, he just up and down the wing, good crosser on that when he gets forward, good 1v1 defender, communicates well. He's just one of those probably players that every time you watch him, he's a 7, 8, a 10, you know what I mean? Just mm-hmm. steady, reliable, fit you went in a fullback. Brian Hay, I thought, and just maybe, I'm not sure if he's matured or naming to be cheeky, but files in the past with Brian, and he might admit that himself when he was playing with like Russell McBride or Ryan Christie, they maybe can, they maybe kind of guided Brian through the game a wee bit, but I think the last couple of years, when he's maybe been playing more with the likes of Keaton Simpson and things, Brian's kind of stepped up to the plate as a senior player and I just think O'Brien is good in the air quick over the ground can good in the turn just and I just thought he'd a good season and Jack Murray for Bucky for a young defender I just thought he was outstanding last season just a bit left sided as well which also helps this team but just a pillar of strength strong quick good in the air good tackler and actually excellent with the bar his feet as well and I think he popped up with something like nine goals for Bucky last season as well just I just see for a for a young can he's only I think 21 as well Jack for a young player last season I thought he was a terrific season and then Ryan Cowie that left back uh, I mean Ryan's Ken, athleticism and energy that he gives you getting up and doing the wing, really good delivery for open player set pieces and Ken always I, I just I think Ryan is a good character to have in your team if nothing else. He's a enthusiastic and Ken encouraging and just a good presence to have in your team and he's also shown himself to be uh, a good defender and that and he Ryan would maybe admit himself in the past he'd maybe can struggled one or two things and whether it was kind of can just forever fitness or position or whatever but he's he's a really can energetic and fit boy and he's can put in a great shift i thought for the brock last season on that left side all right that's your defense now it's gonna be a problem area for you 
How much midfield does you pick then, Callum? Well, I picked four. I picked four, four for two. But um, I mean, this midfield and I could have picked about twelve, honestly. But uh, the, four, the four, the four I picked: Andy McCaskill for Bucky, Dale Gillespie for Brora, Paul Young for Fraserburgh, and Sam Uckert for Bucky on the left side. Uh, in terms of the two Bucky players, I mean, Andy McCaskill. Uh, just was out, absolutely outstanding. The man, it makes Bucky tick, in my opinion. He just technic, technically so good with either feet. Scored, scored 23 goals last season. Scores goals, creates goals. A constant nuisance for defenders. He drifts about. Can he go central? He goes right. He goes left. He's a nightmare to pick up. Just a great handful. Sam Ucker on the left side just pace trickery a, can, a nuisance for defenders and may or not anything else and it's an attribute I think often gets overlooked maybe in some quarters with Sam he's a great finisher as well and he scored 29 goals for Bucky last season playing wide left so can that's, goals. That's, a, that's a fair return I would say so that was why Sam was in the two in the middle of the park Paul Young uh Nay, being unkind when I say this, but just an absolute workhorse. Covers every blade of grass. Great at re- picking up second balls and reading things and snuffing out attacks. When he hits a bar, keeps it simple, plays it forward, gets a Fraserburgh on the front foot. Just, can again, another player as well. 7, 8 out of 10 every week. Really reliable. And Dale Gillespie, Fibrora, who's a man that made... For me, he's the man that makes Brora tick. And maybe slightly simplistic to say, but generally when Dale Gillespie has a good game, Brora Rangers have a good game because a lot of the time, only time I saw Brora last season and they struggled or they maybe got beat or whatever, generally it was because one of the things the opposition managed to do was to shut Dale down. So I just think if he can, and I've seen other games where when Dale was on his game and he was able to get on the bar for he wanted till he can just pick you off with his range of passing and the tempo he plays at. So they were the four midfielders. In terms of other guys that could have been in on my bench, I've got Kevin Fraser and Grant Campbell. And I mean, Kevin, Grant, Sam Pugh for Bucky, Mark Scott for Brechin and Alan Pollock for Rothis were another five that I thought all had outstanding seasons and all could have could have had a place in my team and were maybe unlucky natal and I'm sure plenty of other folk would have picked him. So that was you see you see the task I was faced with, but that was the four I went for. Uh, it's not easy, is it? You could pick three teams easy column. Oh no problem. No problem right, I thought. So that's there. The front two I went for Jordan McCrae for Brora and surprise, surprise, uh Scott Barber from Fraserburgh. Uh the reason I put, I thought, in terms of, again, picking a team, if you were to pick the two of them up front, I think they would be very good together as well, because Jordan McRae scored 31 goals, but his hold-up, his link play, his strength, as well as a, as a focal point, as a striker, really good, and that's one of the things about Jordan that's impressed me, as well as his goals. And then with Scott... I mean, I'll be in the league. Kensfit you get for Scott. He's just 
an absolute nuisance, strong, quick, good finisher, never gives the defenders a moment's peace, scored 34 goals, just uh, kind of self-explanatory really for picking him. The Kieran Shanks at and Veruri, now at Arbroath of course, and James Anderson for Clach were the two that are strikers that I put on my, my bench and I would say they were again very un- unlucky need to make it in because I mean James need to take anything away for Kieran Shanks but for James Anderson to score the amount of goals he did for Ken with the greatest respect Clark who can earn a, a mid-table side to do as well as he did was an outstanding achievement and he deservedly won Highland League Young Player of the Year as well so they were very close to getting in and again with the strikers it's hard because I mean Scott Lyle and Johnny Smith for Martin both scored a lot of goals Sean Butcher had a good season for Fraserburgh you know there's a lot of a lot of good players you could have put in there potentially Right that's your first element pick now before we get the subs you've picked that team and just four separate teams Brecon, Brock, Bucky and Brora and Rothis Aye, there's no Rothis player in your first eleven, though. Aye, uh, Sean McCarthy. Oh, I ain't a bit him doing. A goalkeeper. Five clubs. Oh, sorry, sorry. Aye. aye. Five, five teams, aye. Rothis, okay. Brecon, Fraser, Brabucky. And... Aye, sorry, I was forgetting my goalie. Right, subs bench. You spoke about the uh, Bucky goalie. Subs bench, Kevin Main for Bucky, Lewis Davidson for Fraser, Colin Williamson for Brora, Kevin Fraser for Bucky, Grant Campbell for Fraserburgh, James Anderson for Clark, and Kieran Shanks from Inverudi. Cool. Now that's some team you've amassed there. I'd love to see other guys all on the same team going at maybe somebody in the second division. Be a, some, some game, I would say. Aye, it would be. It would be if you could get them all together. Mm-hmm. Would be a good. Now, are you always asking for a manager to. Okay, for this lads, five and then he's your manager. Well, the manager I picked was uh, the manager that won the league and Mark Cowie. So I, I would suppose I, I suppose given that I picked him uh, at the end of the season, I'll I'll hit a stick for Mark again. So Mark would be who I would pick. Difficult picking a manager. There's a lot of good managers in the Highland League. There certainly is. I mean, there's Kenny Mark and obviously Graham Stewart. Okay, Bucky didn't win anything last season, but he did a. He's done a great job at Bucky and had a great season. Ross Jack at Rothis actually thinks one of the uh, just a great manager. When you see since he's gone in at Rothis, what he's done, kind of won. They hadn't won anything in over 40 years. He's won two cups and he's finished that. Okay, or fifth last season, but won two cups and finished third and finished fifth. Can that's good, good going. And Craig Campbell as well for you know a new manager in his first. Season last season, winning the Highland League Cup for Brora was a, a very good achievement as well. It shows in the depth, depth of talent in the Highland League. I, the players recruited the management staff. There's a lot of good guys in the Highland League. Aye, there certainly is. The quality is high. The only thing you were mentioning, I had can I picked my living, and it was just out of four or five teams. The only maybe slight negative I could say in terms of the quality is that. I find maybe now more than compared with say 10 or 15 years ago more of the qualities maybe with sort of 7 or 8 teams if you know what I mean it's maybe not the the real top quality players maybe aren't spread 
so evenly across the league table, if you know what I mean. Ah, I can so You tend to find that in a lot of leagues, so. Aye, aye. Well, I suppose part of the big thing as well is a lot of can if the top six or seven are the top teams and competing for the honours. If you are playing a team that's maybe a bit lower down, and you're can unless those teams can build over time. If you're wanting to be successful as a player, you probably end up moving to one of those teams to try and win trophies. I suppose is probably part of the reason. I think it's like the only thing in life. If you get a chance to move up to better yourself, you've always got to go. I think, haven't you? Aye, aye. Well, that's it. I think Abdi can understand that. It'll be you like shortly enough the chief editor of the Press and Journal. <laughs> I, w- I would be surprised if that were to happen somehow, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, okay, well, Callum, you'll probably you. We're off in your day. Just a few quick fire questions about yourself, though. All right. No, just to never spring to your mind. What's your favourite movie? Oh. Uh... Oh, that's a, I'm, not, I'm not a massive film person. I'll probably say, I'll say Anchorman. Okay. Favourite food? Chinese, Indian, what? Well, steak pie. Steak Hame, pie. Handmade steak pie. I'll take two off a firm. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to offer a holiday, where would you go? Well, I was in I was in Croatia last week, so I'll say Croatia because we're a cracking time. Yeah. Very good. Are you a much of a book reader, Callum? Oh my. Um, and you read anything at the moment? Uh, I am actually, I'm main, it's mainly kind of sports books I read, but my the book I'm reading just now, it's a book about, uh, a cricket book, it's uh, Late Cuts by uh, Vic Marks, who used to, he was a cricket commentator and he used to play in that, and it's just kind of, I mean, it's good stories, and it's kind of humorous look at cricket as well, it's quite uh, entertaining. Good. Best football match you've ever seen in only league, only where? Best match I've ever seen. Oof. Uh, oh, New Year, t- New Year test on the. Uh, you were expecting that, surely? Yeah. No, I was. I'll. Get. I'm going to cheat slightly on this scene because okay. in ter- in terms of a game, it was absolutely terrible. Any of the worst games you could ever see. But the outcome was brilliant. I'll say Aberdeen beating Cali Thistle in the League Cup final in 2014. Oh, okay. Was that a game, was it? Uh, well, it was uh, the game. Went, well, it was 0-0 after 120 minutes and it went to penalties. But it was uh, the reason I would say that was because it's the first time in my life I'd seen Aberdeen lift a trophy. So that would be why I would say that. And up till now, the last. <laughs> aye, aye. <laughs> Uh, put a bit of hobbies off, eh, Fitbit? Oh, eh. Oh, nay, nay enough a lot, to be honest. We just pottering about, catch up with pals and forever. Before Covid, I used to play indoor bowls, but then since Covid and things, the, the league we played in has never, uh, never started up again, so I haven't been, haven't been back to that. Maybe well yet, I don't know, but I, bowling was a was a hobby up, up until Covid. Okay. Right. Tell us something about you that Neil Otterfolk came. Eh. Oh, Neil. You've, you've these good, you've good questions. I wonder if Neil Otterfolk came. Fuck. 
First time I've ever heard you lost for words, Colin. Ah, well, I was going to kind of think, I kind of think on, uh, I kind of think on, uh, anything off the top of my head, really, that I've, no, I'm, I'm sorry, well, there's no, there's no nothing off a of, uh, exciting yeah, well, that I can, I can come up with there, unfortunately. That's all right, we'll get a news at some match. <laughs> right, Colin, for some young lad just never been to Highland League game, tell them why they should go and instead of going to like Sabatodri or Ibrox or Marquita. Uh, the reason you should go to Highland League game, for, well, one of my key points that always come with this is better, better value for money. No disrespect, I'll use Aberdeen as an example. No disrespect, but a lot of Wicks paying £25 plus to go and watch Aberdeen, especially last season, some of it was served up. I wouldn't say it was great value. Highland League game, £6 if you're a concession, or £8 or £10. As I've said already, you want to see a dull game, you get close, you get a lot closer to the action. Can you stand at the side, or even if you're sitting in the stand, you're right on top of the game. You can even, can, after the game, get a word with players, managers, whoever you like, really. Can Nate Abdi's very, very friendly and just, it's a, just a good day out, I would say. That's why I would suggest. And, you, and uh, the thing is, as well, you'll see a lot of players, depending on the game you watch, you'll see plenty of players who could play at a higher level who are, can, really, really class players as well. Right. <clears throat> and just to finish off with you, Again, just give folk the details of Fondus, read your reports and see your Highlands package. Well, if you go to the, either, for reading stuff, either in the print editions of the Press and Journal, Evening Express, or online at the Press and Journal website, if you go on there and subscribe, £1 a month for your first month, £6 a month after that, you can read all the Highland League news, everything that's on there, and you can watch Highland League Weekly, on Monday nights or at any time during the week, it suits you on the website if you subscribe. Well, Jack, well, Colin, every time I see it, if it amounts, it's always a pleasure to hear chat for you. And tonight's been no exception, and I'd like to thank you for coming on. No, thank you. For, that's very kind of you to say, Willie. Th- thank you very much. I uh, appreciate you asking me on, and likewise, it's uh, been a pleasure to, to chat to you as well. And say hello to your cohorts, Willie, and... Uh... Irish lad with the beard. Gregor. Gregor. Say hello to William Gregor for me. I certainly will. And I look forward to seeing it at the BLZ or some other match some other white doing season. Oh, right. I catch up before long, I'm sure. Right. Thanks very much, Colin. Thanks for taking your time to come on for me. Take care. Bye now. Bye, Willie. Bye. Hi, everybody. Once again, thanks for listening to my podcasts. I hope you enjoy them as much as I do recording them. If there's any features you'd like to see added into my podcasts or any guests you'd like to hear on my podcast, get in touch. My name is Wally McKenzie. My phone number is 07904-756-332. I look forward to hearing any comments from you and keep listening because there's more superb guests on the way. Thank you.